Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Army of me. And that's going up against... Come on over, baby. Oh, two amazing tracks here. God, when the pickings are getting slimmer and slimmer, the episodes get tougher and tougher to decide which one is going to be the winner. So, hmm, this is going to be a tough one. Without further ado, let's first start talking about Army of Me. So this is track number two, which was released on Lotus in 2012. And it was written by Christina, Jamie Hartman, David Glass and Phil Bentley. And it was produced by a production group called The Track Laces. They're made up of Steve Daly and John Keep, and they were instrumental in developing British boy band JLS who were runners up um, in X Factor lost to Alexandra Burke but they had a magnificent career in the UK um, as sort of one of the biggest selling boy bands in the UK's music history they're no longer together they have split up but um, they have had a brilliant illustrious career in the UK the, the track laces have also worked with people like Pink and the Saturdays and it appears actually I was doing a little bit of looking into this and it appears that they've got no credits or production credits since sort of 2012 2013 time which is when sort of they released the work with Christina and they've not really been active since 2013 um so they may have disbanded or they may be on hiatus interesting but um yeah I mean they did some work with Christina and um, a few other artists and sort of disappeared which is a bit weird I mean maybe they've gone into songwriting or publish um who knows the music industry is a weird and wonderful place isn't it so back to Army of Me Christina's described this song as Fighter 2.0 as we know Fighter third single from Stripped big signature song in Christina's catalogue um, and the reason she's described it as Fighter 2.0 is so that newer and younger fans um, would have an empowering song to listen to in case they were very unfamiliar with her previous work. As we know in 2012 Christina had a big spotlight on her uh, in terms of being a household name. She was a coach, um, one of the seats on the judges panel of The Voice in the, uh, in the USA and uh, she was was, you know, being beamed into television sets across America uh, to millions and millions of people every week. So there were these younger people watching, because it is a family show, uh, potentially not knowing about Christina or her previous work and how sort of impactful it's been on, on today's pop artists. So she sort of um, th- sees Army of Me as this song that sort of will open doors for 
younger fans to become fans and also um, discover her previous work as well. Um, the quote that she actually said was, there is a new generation of fans from a younger demographic that might not have been with me all the way, but that watch me on the show now, uh, referring to The Voice. Um, I feel like every generation should be able to enjoy and have their piece of fighter within. Of course, that's so true. Um, this time, the way it musically came together, it just felt right for this time and this generation. There's always going to be a fighter in me getting through some obstacle and some hurdle. And all these six-year-olds who know me from pushing my button in a red chair and turning around, who weren't around for the actual fighter back in 2003, this is my chance to recharge it, rejuvenate it and do something modernised for them. And modernised it is because we know fighters very much a um sort of pop rock very much in the rock anthem whereas this is a bit more of a dance pop edm number a bit more euro dance um in terms of that vein uh, which was very very much apparent and very um mainstream this sort of time 2012 um and she sings about being stronger being a fighter um it, the sort of the, lyrically the premise is that she has been left by somebody and instead of being heartbroken um, and instead of being like a broken person she's turned all these broken pieces of her into an army where she can overcome it um, and it's you know it's a great analogy it's a great sort of um, way to start off the album because Lotus came following a couple of years of backlash in the media from Christina um, you know people are not writing very nice things about her so you know, if, as a person, as a human being and somebody who's not in the public eye, if somebody doesn't say any things, nice things about me, I, um, you know, you do feel a bit broken. But for somebody who is getting that on a massive scale, um, it's so good to see that she has um, turned it around and um, shown how to overcome it. And, and that's what Lotus is all about. It's rising up in the face of adversity, um, you know, becoming a bit of a stronger person, becoming an unbreakable flower, as she described it. And it's a good way to start off the album because there have this that she has been broken as a result of what she's been going through in her personal life and now she is bringing that back up rising up and uh and becoming an army um i reckon actually it may have been lined up to be a single at some point just because um and fans always do this when the album's released it always has like stickers on the front and stuff like that featuring the hit single blah 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 and on lotus it has featuring your body let there be love and then it also has army of me and make the world move i think and also blank page and um yeah because army of me is sort of like third or fourth in that list um it just um just sort of fans always think that those are the songs that are going to be singles because it has in the past for a lot of artists um and um there we go so i reckon it could have been a single at some point but as we know lotus heart wasn't in it wasn't too much promotion going on at the time apart from her being a coach on the voice so who knows what could have been um on the album the song is preceded by the Lotus intro, which sort of seeks into this. Um, as we know, Christina loves her intros. She loves her interludes. Um, so the Lotus intro here is this sort of setting the scene for the album, which she always has. She's had an intro on all of her albums. Um, and, and here it's this sort of chill out electronica vibe, which is quite hypnotic. Um, and it's got sort of very sort of dark and serious undertones there as well. Um, Christina's singing about a rebirth, which is basically what Lotus is to her. It's a rebirth um rising above um and sort of being reborn after the, the couple of years she's had she had a divorce she was getting bashed in the media um you know 
lots of things about her image and things like that so she's sort of um, using the analogy of a lotus flower for this where a lotus flower blooms and is the most beautiful flower of all that sort of thing and and the intro um, almost sounds very tribal at times as well which sort of lends to this sort of jungle lotus vibe it's absolutely gorgeous and I remember the first time I heard it um, I was just floored I was so excited the bass I've never heard the bass so sort of strong in, in, in a Christina song or even an intro from her for for quite some time it was absolutely brilliant um little fact for about the about the intro it was supposed to sample the song uh, midnight city by uh, band m83 which um uh, some eagle um eared members may know that is also the theme tune to uh, made in chelsea which is in a show a reality show in the uk um and uh, yeah i think there was this big rumor uh, and it was sort of uh, I remember reading it somewhere where she was going to be sampling Midnight City um, as part of the intro. Uh, but like a lot of things in the music industry, these some things didn't happen. I guess the sample wasn't cleared in time or uh, it wasn't allowed. So it ended up uh, being this different version. But you can sort of sometimes hear some similarities to the synths in Midnight City. Do listen to the song. It's a brilliant song. And, um, and the synths in the Lotus intro, if you sort of compare the two, you can sort of hear that. But back to Army of Me, um, yeah, like I said, I think it probably was going to be a single only because she has performed this song once as part of a medley with um, Let There Be Love and the Lotus intro. Uh, she did this at the American Music Awards in 2012. And um, we have to sort of take a moment to talk about this performance here because it's very, very polarising amongst fighters. A lot of us, uh, like me, think that it was a really good way of sort of bringing the album the vision of the album to life you know with the intro there with her with her dancers around her and it was very sort of uh, you know with the lotus vibes like the album cover and also about what the album means about being yourself no matter what so she had these dancers coming out with um, bags on their heads and it said like insults like loser and stuff like that and then they took it off and there was this just giant array of activity on the stage uh, all these colorful people variety of people um, and all coming as one to spread love and and that's basically what lotus is about and um also you know sort of no matter what harshness life throws at you insults whatever uh, you can rise above it but there are some fans that think that this uh, performance um and some you know pop music fans general music fans not just christina fans here think that the some of the choices that were made in terms of sort of art direction were i would say questionable questionable here um you know we know she was going through a lot at the time um and you know th and the thing is i like when she just bears all on stage and she makes her vision come to life and um it was great you know of course it's not the best performance she's ever had but um it was a really good way of bringing the vi album vision to life and um the very little promotion that lotus did get it was very very good looking back at it so we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the songs. Nothing different here. Let's look at our favourite lyric. Um, so for me, um, I like when you broke me into pieces, I gave each piece a name. Um, I really like how she's saying that it's okay to feel broken as a result of what life throws at you, but you pick up those pieces and you can still make something out of it. It's never, um, you never become um, a victim or defeated as a result of what life throws at you. You can still make something out of of all the pieces that are shattered around you there is always a way out of it 
there's always light at the end of the tunnel as people say uh, my favorite part i actually really really like the beginning of the song how it sort of seeks in from the intro because we've got the sort of the synths in the intro and then we get the synths at the beginning of army of me and we've got this it's, it creates quite an atmosphere um I mean, personally, I would have loved the song to have been a bit more in that vein, um, as opposed to the Aura Dance number, which was, um, which we ended up getting, because it that was around a lot then. You know, it was all playing on the radio a lot, and literally everyone was doing this sort of EDM Eurodance vibe. And I think it would have suited the whole chill out electronic vibe that the intro created if that sort of continued through it, um, because there are those moments on this album. And it would have been nice to do sort of like this chill out electronic album, of course, with the, the up-tempo in there. But this is Christina. She likes to give us a variety and we love it. Um, the song does have a couple of cover versions. Um, so interestingly, first one is a French version called Tu les hommes en un. I don't know if I've said that right. <laughs> By Merwan Rim. And this was also released in 2012, but this was released months before Christina's version. And it's very, very interesting because it appears to me, um, you know, Lotus, like even though Christina says it's, she doesn't like sitting around and waiting for songs to turn up on a doorstep and just recording them. But there is that that thought that, that that probably did happen to some extent because we know she lost her mojo, her artistic flair, that sort of thing. She was a little bit lost because of everything that was going on. Um, so it's interesting because it could have been a song that was around for a while and then translated into an English version and then offered to Christina probably. Um, who knows? I mean, I looked a little bit into this and I couldn't find out a lot of information. The, the, the French version is on YouTube. It starts off a bit more of a piano ballad, which turns into this sort of um, pop rock number. Um, and then it has the exact same melody, just French lyrics. Um, and... Um, I don't think they're directly translated, but yeah, the melody is exactly the same. So it's very, very interesting. Um, you know, the, the two songs are quite related there. The second cover was done by singer Anastasia in 2015 for her Greatest Hits album, Ultimate Collection. Um, she was talking about it, that she, I think she was aware that Christina had done it. She does a lot of work with Jamie Hartman, who worked um, on Army of Me. And I think he played her the song and she really connected with the words and she was inspired to cover it. Um, and you know Anastasia's got a great voice, absolutely brilliant voice. Um, I love the soul and the apps, you know, the the texture to her voice. It's so deep and so rich. Um, and her version has way more strings in it as well, slightly different instrumental arrangement, but exactly the same melody. And um, she suits the song so well as well. And she's one of those artists that's gone through a lot as well, you know, especially with her in terms of her health and everything like that. And uh, it's a song that she related to really well. So it just shows that you know a lot of the songs on Notice are designed to be like that to to help you relate to and, and overcome adversity and army of me sets that off really really well from the beginning of lotus so let's move on to talking about the song that army of me is up against which is come on over baby all i want is you so this is track number five and it was released as the fourth and final single from the debut album in 2000 obviously obviously the debut album was released the year before um this fun fact for you listeners is a song that turned me from a casual fan to a die-hard christina fan that sits before you speaking so passionately into a microphone about her today um so it was um 
I mean, I love this song. It's brilliant. Um, it was released as a single. So it went to number eight in the UK and it was number one um, on the US Billboard Hot 100. Um, so this is actually the first song of hers that she was given significant creative control over, which means that there are two English versions of the song. So the first version, which was on the original pressings of the album, is this sort of piano back, late 90s, early noughties pop, um, very much in the vein of the rest of the album. And then it was re-recorded and remixed for the single release where it was transformed. It had new instrumentation, a bit more R&B vibe to it, more suggestive lyrics. There's a mid-song breakdown with a rap, uh, more powerful vocals and adlibs from Christina because her vocals started to come into their own towards the end of her debut era um, and, and she was really developing her vocal style and her sound as well so it's very much representative of the rest of her sort of career in terms of vocal um, performance and of course there was a title change with the addition of Baby because on the original pressing it was just called Come On Over um, and then now it's Come On Over Baby so um, there's different pressings of the album now some of them have got both versions on it uh, my version that I've got has got both versions um, the original track five and and the the newer version the the single version at the end of the album but there were some that were reissued um so the original album's versions writers actually had the all i want is you um written and they were hoping to pitch it to the spice girls um to sort of uh, give it to them because it was a little bit more pop a little bit more cheesy um and then the original version um it sort of had no bridge it was just this instrumental um and the re-recorded version was going to have a sample from got to be real by Cheryl lynn because when christina's performing it on tour they were doing this sort of disco mashup with it uh, but then of course the sample was denied clearance so there was this rap that was written instead uh with a dance breakdown um and they were um sort of referencing uh, what a girl wants here um, and then in the music video the dance breakdowns a lot longer because uh, we you know the choreography comes to the forefront here in terms of the instrumental uh, which I just love 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 um, so it was actually this rap uh, that caused uh, Radio Disney to ban the song initially I mean she's a Disney sweetheart that's where she began her career and of course when she started to release music they played her, played her music um, and this was the second song of hers to be banned they did ban Genie in a Bottle initially but then they released a sort of a Disney friendly version and they did the same here as well they uh, substituted it with a very heavily edited version takes out the whole second verse and also the rap and that got actually more airplay than the original one um, on Radio Disney so the song was initially written by Johan Arberg and Paul Ryan and then uh, there's further credits on the remix version by Christina, Ron Fair, Shaka Blackbon, Raymond Sham, Eric Dawkins, Shelley Pikin and Guy Roche the original version was produced by Aaron Zygman Paul Reen and Johan Arberg and the re-recorded version was produced by Ron Fair and Celebrity Status. We know about Ron Fair, he's basically the guy who discovered Christina. Um, there was also a third version of the song which was a Spanish version. So I think this is the song that's probably got the most versions of the song in Christina's discography, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so the Spanish version was Ven Conmigo Solamente Tú, which was released as the first single from the Spanish album, Mi Reflejo. Uh, and that was adapted from the original version. So not the remix version by Celebrity Status, but the original version. And that had additional production by Rudy Perez. Uh, and that's a Spanish translation of the original version. Very similar scenes to the English music video, had a music video released as well, um, which was probably filmed at the same time. Um, but the sort of 
instrumental arrangement was from the the original version and speaking of the music video it's directed by paul hunter and it was choreographed by tina landon and it's basically the album artwork coming to life um this circle motif that she had recurring on a lot of her album artwork and single artwork um is everywhere in this video and it's full of choreography and this is where we had the amazing red streaks in her hair um with all these different backgrounds it's very early noughties and it actually features her then boyfriend uh, george santos um who was her her backing dancer for um a lot of her debut album era um so let's look at favorite parts and favorite lyrics my favorite part has to be the breakdown with the rap without a doubt it was the first sign of a more mature and sort of a sexy sensual side to christina and we are so here for that um my favorite lyric has to be i can't help myself when you put your hands on me i mean there's a lot of other references to other songs as we know what a girl wants but i like the other reference to when you put your hands on me which is uh, one of the album tracks on the debut album and we love a reference we really do um so as um it was a single uh, she has performed this live a lot um a lot a lot a lot um she's done it a lot in the debut era she did an acoustic version on the strip tour and then a jazz version on the back to basics tour um but highlight performance for me has to be the one that she did at the mtv video music awards in 2000 where she wore this striking red uh, outfit leather like with the black streaks in her hair previous to how she wore them as red in the music video she's got high heels on red crop top you know very very noughties completely in that era and then randomly at the end of the performance fred durst walks on stage and performs part of his band song uh, limp biscuit living it up um and then they just turn into this big rock thing and i mean after the reactions of his fans and the limp biscuit fans um fred durst actually said which is quite a famous quote now from from this era i already told you guys before i did it all for the nookie as of course nookie means the sex um and then the feud sort of started here between fred durst and christina and she was denying it she's said fred Durst got no nookie and it is just it just got really really weird. i mean it was funny but um you know looking back at it but this was sort of like you know people trying to drag down a woman as they always do um so an interesting fact about come on over baby uh, which is a very good achievement that i don't think anybody else will ever have well nobody else will ever have this but she was the first number one of the new millennium in the us which is very very cool um so you know this this song is 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 a gem in her catalogue it really is um it's the song that turned me from a casual fan into a diehard fan i used to play the single version so 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 much and of course well the rest is history so thank you very much come on over baby um i do really really like this song it's it's fantastic really really great and I, I i'm glad that she still sort of performs it as well um and does sort of excerpts of it in different versions of it you know even up to now she did it at the experience and um it, it's a great song it's it's sort of one that catapulted her into um this giant vocalist and somebody who could still entertain at the same time so great stuff so we've heard about army of me and we've heard about come on over baby like I said at the beginning, this is very difficult, but I think I've decided, so there can only be one winner. So, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Come On Over Baby! Congratulations to Come On Over Baby. Of course, this had to win. It's the song that made me into a diehard fan, and I love, love, love it. I mean, they're both really, really good songs, um, but just Come On Over Baby has that that replay value and it's the song that catapulted her into my heart and made me the diehard fan that I sit before you today. 
So uh, congratulations. Next episode, we'll be looking at a song from the burlesque soundtrack versus a song from the debut album. Which songs they will be? You will have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xdina Track Battle. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>